Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. Hello, Dan. How are you? Good. I think I might do this entire podcast in one of my many voices. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I have this voice I call Lotion Man, mm-hmm. which is essentially me riffing on a couple of things. Okay. Which is like, I don't, like the whole silence of the lambs, it puts the lotion on its skin. Right. Sarah said this thing to me one day that fucking horrified me <laughs> go on which was just like i took too much lotion mm-hmm. do you want some and she holds her hand over to me that it's clearly has too much lotion right on it. i don't want your weird lotion right after you have tried to rub as much lotion into your skin as possible oh she's very kind becky would have just walked over and started applying it to my face and arms yeah and i gotta tell you <laughs> for whatever reason that gives me all the no's. Okay. I get a lot of no. Th- I, that is not consensual. <laughs> no. I do not want that. I get a no feeling from right. that. Right. Yes. It makes me feel creepy enough that I started going, would you like some lotion? <laughs> oh my God, I've taken too much lotion. Here, quickly. Have some of the lotion that's on my skin. Right. Let me put some of this lotion onto your skin. And she loves you for it. You know what? And I like, that's how I feel. That's, just that's so, you. That's how you sound. It's so fucking creepy to me. It's so creepy. It's just like, let me put my lotion on you. Right. I can't even open this doorknob. Just take some of this lotion off of my hand, Jenny. No, no, no. It's fucking creepy. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. Awful. That's the voice I do called Lotion Man. It is my sister's most hated voice. (laughs) I will occasionally leave messages on her phone. Brilliant. Ask Lotion Man. Yes. Because I know it horrifies her. Absolutely. I did that to my brother once. He was... uh, uh, tacking at the art center and they were doing the vagina monologues my brother is very much a gay man <laughs> i knew it was he's an open-minded person but i knew it was fucking with him. Nice. so i phoned and left him a message <clears throat> as my vagina so oh. there was a lot of this <laughs> well that son of a bitch played it to the whole crew at the art center <laughs> so now occasionally i walk in and they're like hey jenny how's it going <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yes. Oh my God. Write what you do just to fuck with people. It's fun. You know what? I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, it's kind of my favorite thing in the whole world. Yes. I did this horrible, horrible thing once. Okay. Once. I like how you say once. <laughs> yeah. My um, my grandson mm-hmm. uh goes to my mom's house after school. Right. Or sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't know where things are at with all this shit today. But. Right. But he goes to my mom's house after school, and he was jumping out and scaring her 
constantly. <laughs> he figured out that he could hide and scare her. Right. And it was amusing him to no end. Absolutely. To no end. And my mom said, how would you like it if I scared you? Right. And now he was about eight years old. Right. At the time. And he said, you couldn't scare me. Oh, challenge on. And she said, well, what if I got your grandfather over here? Mm-hmm. So this is his great-grandmother. Let's right. be clear. Yes. This kid is scaring the crap out of his great-grandmother. Right. For his entertainment. For his entertainment. Oh, I like and him a little more. she threatens him with getting me to go by and scare him. Right. She's like, what if I got your grandfather over here to scare you? Right. And he said, nothing scares me. Oh. Not even Grampy. Grampy couldn't scare me. <laughs> and I was like... Challenge accepted. Yeah, my mom tells me this. And she says, I think you should come by and scare him. And, I was, and now, my mom made a mistake. Right. Because she forgot who I was for a minute. Right. Because I was like, oh, yeah, good. Awesome. Good. Yeah. So, like scarred for life, scared, or? <laughs> yeah, so I grab, I grab, I grab his mom. Mm-hmm. So now it's his grandfather and his mother. Right. And we are like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So we each go, you know how the shop is covered in masks? Yes. We just grabbed a mask off the wall. Yeah. We went by, we happened to have time in the middle of the day. Right. We went by, I hid in the bathroom. Right. I took my mom's slippers and I put them in the bathroom. Right. My mom was in on this. Yes. So my mom knew this was coming. I told her, when you come in the house. Yes. Ask Odin to go grab your slippers for you. Right. They're in the bathroom. They're in the bathroom. I was hiding in the bathroom. Right. With a mask on. (laughs) I hear them come in the door. Yeah. I'm standing in the bathroom. Yes. I hear my mom ask him to go get the slippers. I jump out of the bathtub and I scare him to the point of shaking and crying. Right? Like he was not in good shape. He was not in good shape. Oh, like you psychoed him. Like oh, out of the shower. Yeah, man. Like I scared him so badly. Right. And then I had a whole conversation with him about, well... You did say no, but yeah. that no one could scare you, and your grandmother asked you not to scare her because she said she didn't like it. Yes. And you said no, that you were going to keep scaring her. And I was like, so here we are. Right. Did you let him change his pants oh. before the conversation? Well, no, you know, <laughs> no. And, I, and he was like, like getting it together. Right. Now, what you have forgotten <laughs> is that his mom is there. Right. Have I told you what happened with her? Not yet. No, because nothing's happened yet. Because this is the kind of monster I am. So I turn to him and I say, okay, I left my coat on your grandmother's bed. Right. I got to get back to work. Can you go get my coat? Right. So he walks in to get my coat and his mom leaps out of the closet in another mask. He has forgotten that this kind of thing is possible. He almost fucking died okay he did not recover for half an hour she scared him so badly he just about fucking passed out it's so mean right like so the, one, the one you go to comfort brutal. is the one that scared the fuck out of oh my god well he didn't know she was in no there. of course no, no clue he was just like gonna go get my jacket here's the thing too it was exactly the same setup right he should have been paying attention. Right. Go get my slippers. <laughs> Go get my coat. <laughs> you know, like right. he should have seen it. Coming. Right. He didn't. He doesn't. He doesn't get shit for people now, right? Well, and I'll tell you right there. He was by my house a couple days later. Right. And I was like, oh, check it out. I put a trap door in over here. Right. And uh, he's like, don't open that. No, fuck you. And I was like, well, no, it's cool. Oh, yeah, you're. He's like, I don't care. Don't open that. 
He's like, something down there is going to scare me. Yes. And so we had to come to an agreement. Right. Not to scare each other? No. Until Halloween. Okay. So, so we were just like, I was like, look, man, I promise you I will not try to scare you again before Halloween. Right. Because Halloween's like, just fair game. Yeah. And he was, yeah. he was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Then I opened the trap door because he trusts me. Yes. When I say, hey, man, like, I'm not yeah. going to scare you again. Yeah. Again. Like. Well, yeah, you have a bad I was like, come Halloween. Because we jump out and scare each other. He used to jump out and scare me too. But. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's my story about childhood trauma. Right. And I, how to induce it. That I induced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, lesson learned. Ish. You know what? Like, really, really simply is like, when you come from a family of people who are super down with practical jokes. Right. Don't poke the bear. Yeah. Don't set the challenge. Yeah, don't set it up. Oh, especially that no one can ever scare me. Oh, it's going to get elaborate. It's going to get horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually live for those moments, especially adults. Oh, I I never get... Nothing scares me. I mean, I've ran haunted houses where, you know, young men are screaming like four-year-old girls wetting themselves. To me, that's success. <laughs> that's a, that's what you know. What they're literally paying for that. Absolutely. Well, they were the ones in the waiting room going, "This is stupid. This is, n-. yeah." Okay, I don't. Do, how many times have you seen me at the Guild Haunted House? Um, never. You know why? Right. Because I will pee my pants. Well, how many times have I gone through the haunted house? Once. I build that shit and I don't want to go through it. No. I'm in it. That's the only. That's the only way I'll be is in it. I want no part of that stuff. Oh, I love it. I wear a mask because me laughing at you being scared isn't scary. <laughs> but I I laugh. You know, I uh, I appreciate a good scare. I really do. Right. The stuff that scares me today is... Uh, yeah, I know. It's too real. It's too, it's too real. <laughs> right? It's too real. It's like, oh. Yes, there's enough to be scared about. It's, it's fun, though. You know, I mean... Good startle. I, I truly enjoy all of that. Yes. It's yeah, all been good do. fun. As long as it's in good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Which it always is. Absolutely. I mean, I'm having fun. <laughs> I, you know what? I honestly think like that um, it's always in good fun. I uh, Like, we set that stuff up because it's fun. Exactly. You know? And now I know there's people, there are people out there that are like, nope, that's not for me. Oh, Sarah hates it. Oh, I know. But see, and that there's an evil part of me that's like, you're it. You know, like, I know a couple that just can't handle clowns. And I'm like, hey, clown friends, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> I like to I like to jump out at Sarah and yell out. I, one of the thing that I like to do when I scare people is I I like to yell out the longest word I can think of at the moment. Right. So like I will leap out of somewhere and scream on at you or something. Right. Like <laughs> because it scares you and then confuses and you. And then you're like, and what like, the fuck? Did you did you say on <laughs> I'm just like yes. Yes, I, I appeared a bit. You know what I mean? Like I just I can't help it, but. I jump out and I scare Sarah and it leads to her stamping her foot. Right. Yelling fuck. Yeah. And or beating the shit out of me. Nice. It is never funny. It always hurts. Right. But does it lead to what we spoke about not too long ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Right. That's right. Yes. No, it actually doesn't. No. When I scare no, her, I she's like, <laughs> She's no. like, done. I know. She's like, no, we're shutting that down. I know. We're shutting it down. Yeah. You're an asshole. The end. <laughs> You I know, get the same thing. We're doing a thing right now where we're recording in the basement of the shop and I'm currently painting a mural. Yes, awesome. You know, the longer I look at it, the more I fucking hate it. Really? 
Yeah. Why? Oh, of course, you're at that moment. You're I'm at, at that, that moment where yeah. I like. You're like. Ugh. I need to see the shadow put in. I need to see a bunch of stuff, because like, I think one of the things that people don't realize about working in the arts is that um, I don't know any artist that isn't hypercritical oh, ex- of, of their own work. Yes. Of their own work. Yeah. And so I mean, like, when I look at my work, I only see what I feel that I could do better. Right. I don't. I, I don't see what I've done well because what I've done well is irrelevant, <laughs> right? What I need to be looking at, what I'm always looking at is what I can do better. How right. can I improve this? Yes. And so everything that I start, I like for 10 minutes and then... And then you hate it? And I fucking hate it. And then when do you get past that? I don't. Okay. Good I to know. I never get past it. And you know why I don't get past it? Why? Because that's how you keep improving. Right. I, I talk about this stuff and people often think it's me being down on myself. It is the opposite. Right. It's you It's that trying I to know I can work harder. I know I can do better. Right. I know that I can grow and I can improve. Right. And oh, absolutely. You always have to be improving. That's it, man. And if yeah. you're doing anything, and I don't care what it is, but if you're doing anything in this world and you're doing it in a way where you are trying to grow and improve and do better each time. Yeah. That's artful. Absolutely. That's what art is. Yes. You know, and like, I don't care if you're an auto mechanic. I don't care if you're a chef. I don't care if you're an accountant. Yeah. Right. Whatever you're doing, if you're constantly trying to grow and to improve and to do it better than the last time you did it. Yeah. Even if it's just being more efficient. Right. That's artful. It is. It absolutely is. And I think that's one of the things that people don't realize about the arts. We really do our best to not stagnate. Right. We really do our best to move forward and to constantly grow and improve. Exactly. And I learned very young that people with what they call raw talent, um, that will take you so far. And then you got to put, and then you put the work in or you go on to something that interests you. I know a lot of, like I, I, in in band, when we were in school, there was a lot of talented musicians that once school was over, never continued music. Yeah. Because been there, done that, that's as, you know, they were good at it. There was no challenge to them. Went on to other things. It just drove I, me nuts because I worked my ass. <laughs> well, I went, but here's the thing is like when I was in school in grade nine, there was a woman in, um, in class with me who was so naturally talented. Right. She was so, so good that like the work she was doing in grade nine was that of an adult. Yeah. Like she does incredible, incredible work and yeah. she's still very talented to this day in terms of art career right i've had a broader and more successful art career than her and we were discussing it one day yeah and she talks about how she stagnated okay how like her work just stopped improving right and she's like your work always improved and i said well that's because i had you right so right away i wasn't the best in class right i had to improve because there was somebody in my classroom that was so much better than me right that i had to work harder because i had to catch her right you had to catch up she didn't have any she was at the top she didn't have to catch anybody in class right and like i was talking about yeah in class but i mean like as an adult she's on par with any artist i've ever seen right she's incredible right and um but she's never had to work the same way that's right yeah and so i mean i always look at um and that's what i said to her i was like i've continued to improve because i had you Yes. Right. I had you standing there always reminding me I needed to do more. And she's like, well, I didn't mean to do that. And I was like, you didn't have to no. mean to do it. I just had to look at what you're doing and go, oh, God, I suck. <laughs> right. And it made me work. Yeah. 
right? And um, so, I mean, I always think about that in terms of uh, losing my point and how often I just lose my point. I have no idea what I'm talking about, Jenny. It well, just fell right on my fucking head. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, a, that's part of age. Oh, my God. Well, but well, I mean... You were saying, like, you just, you're looking at your mural and you just fucking hate it right now. Yeah, and that's it. that point. Yeah, it's that point. Yeah. And I mean, like, but I, I will say, though, that I definitely do appreciate, like, having somebody that forces me to work harder. Absolutely. Seeing people that are doing the job better. Yeah. Right? Oh, but I was going to talk about chess. Right. Right? And it's like, you don't learn as much from winning a game of chess as you do losing. Absolutely. That's one thing I've taught myself during this pandemic is how to play chess. I've always wanted really? to. And I was like, fuck it. So I got a computer program on the phone yeah. where you just play against the computer. I have not won yet. It's a it, it's a good program. You know what? The computer chess is hard. It is. And that's, I don't want to win until I earn it. I actually really find the, the um, I, I have a difficult time playing chess on the computer. I do. I just wanted to, I didn't know any rules. I didn't know any moves. I play chess way better. Like if I'm playing against the computer. Yeah. I play it way better if I set a board up. I, well, that's what I look forward to is, yeah. is my brother-in-laws all play chess. Oh, really? And have for a long time. And they taught their kids. And I was like, it was always this thing where it's like, oh, it's only smart people can do this. Right? That's where I learned as a kid. Do you... You play checkers, smart people play chess. Do you remember when I uh, sold drugs in high school? Yes. In the library? Yes. With a chessboard in front of me? Yes. That's all I did. Yeah. Played chess and sold pot. Right? You know, like... Yeah, you know and I, I mean? went to class. Yeah. Who was the smarter person? <laughs> It was not me. I had you know, to work my ass off to get through that. Well, I had a lot of spares. <laughs> well, I, I had did a lot too, of spares, but, but I mean, I like, never stayed at school. Your, but was your economy based on staying at school? Um, not at that time. No, my economy was. I had a part-time job. See, and I also had a part-time job. But I had a part-time job so that I could feed your economy. That's right. Partially. I had a part-time job after school. Yes. But during school, I also had a part-time job. I know. You know, and that yeah. part-time job was... Not playing chess. Well, sit in the library. Yeah. You know? Yes. And I was easy to find. Exactly. Because I was always in the same place and I just played chess. Yes. And um, I am an okay chess player. Right. Right? Like, I play chess well enough yeah. i can sit down with the average person that says oh yeah i play chess right i can sit down and beat them yes i can't sit down and play chess with somebody that plays at all chess. competitively right if you're the kind of person that reads chess books mm -hmm. you will beat me <laughs> yes right if you're not reading chess books yeah i will beat you right i mean you know? it's the strategy of it that yeah. i find intriguing oh i love it yeah yep it's, i love it it's the thinking so many moves ahead you know, you realize, like, kind of Rubik's Cube-like? Yes. That a lot of that is, like, when you see those people that are really fast with the Rubik's Cube, it's, they've actually memorized yeah. the Rubik's Cube. Right. So they can look at it and turn it in their hand and go, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And they know what they have to do but based on memorization. Memorization, but also knowing what X, Y, and Z is. I got a Rubik's Cube when I was a kid. We messed it all up. Still like that. I took mine apart. Well, that's how I would cheat, too. Yeah, I took it apart. Yeah, just pop it back together. But you realize, like, the more chess you play, mm -hmm. a lot of it is memorization. Of moves? Of moves. Yeah, I've noticed that with the computer. That's why the computer will beat you, because yeah. the computer has all those moves yes. programmed in. Yeah. You know? So and so it has them all memorized. So you move to, you move, like, 
pawn to queens four. Right. It knows exactly what to do in that situation because it's analyzed. It's got all the algorithms. Every single move. Yeah. Right? So, you know, the more you play chess, the better you get at it because you've seen that before. Exactly. Right? And it's just building up that experience. Yeah. And that's why people that read chess books. Right. If you're reading a chess book, you are learning and memorizing moves. Right. Right? So it's like when you were sitting in class going, one times one is one. One times two is two. Right. You know, what you were doing is pounding that into your head. Exactly. Chess is the same way. If you yeah. pound enough moves into your head, you'll be good at it. Right. Simple as that. Mostly I was, this is the whole thing was back in the spring, I wanted to build a chess board. Hmm. And I thought, I don't even play. Maybe I should learn to play first. And I have time. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that was a good time to learn. And why not? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, chessboards are beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right? You know, there's some really beautiful. I have um, uh, at least four chessboards in the shop here. Yeah. And I have one that the entire board is made out of, of different kinds of stone. Nice. The board. Yeah. But the pieces are cast bronze. Oh, brilliant. They're really lovely. That's awesome. Yeah, they're really lovely. Yes. They're The only problem I have with it is they're fucking heavy. Yeah, I was going to say that must be a heavy board. They're piece. heavy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite chessboards. Uh, well, I could use a heavy chessboard at home so that oh, the sure. cat wouldn't knock it over. Yeah, my dad has a dedicated chess table. Right. Where the only, like, the chess, t- the table is a chessboard. Yeah. With drawers on it and all the pieces are in the drawers. Yeah, see, that was the kind of thing I was thinking. Maybe I'll try building that. Yeah. And then I was like, you, sh- you probably should know the game a little oh, bit. I mean, and I, I started playing chess at a very young age. Yeah. Uh, I was about... Five years old. I was almost 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I taught uh, one summer we were in New Brunswick, and I ch- taught um, Layla and her cousin Chloe how to play chess. Yes. And I think they were like six and seven. Yeah. Kind of thing. And um, Sarah's mom was like, you can't teach a child that young how to play chess. And I was like, mm. All my nieces and nephews know how to play. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't like, argue okay. with her. I just was like, I started playing chess at like five. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, by the end of the afternoon, they were playing chess. Right. And Sarah's mom was like, "Oh, oh, never mind." You actually taught them to play chess. Yeah. So yeah. there was there's that thinking of only certain people can play chess, and somehow that got into my psyche. You know, it, it's like math. Like there are people that can do math, and there are people that tell themselves they can't. Yeah. Or right? or there's people that like myself who teachers say, "Yeah, you're not worth our time." Lame as right. Fuck. And then you go on with your life and you find a different teacher yeah and they go oh this is how you do math i'm not a person that naturally gravitates towards being good at math no but that does not mean that i wasn't able to learn how to do math right it just meant that it was harder for me to learn how to do math yeah i actually had to learn it i had to just come natural i had to work at it and that's what i figured talent natural talent is there it is and then you get bored like i actually asked one of my uh bandmates like why are you quitting band you're amazing i'm bored i want to learn how to play tennis i'm not good at it but i love it yeah exactly that's how i feel about um dance right i'm a fairly decent dancer right but i do not have the body no of a dancer right i look at people that have dedicated their lives to movement right and i'm just so impressed because it's just not who i am right and I love it. I yes. love it. You know, like where I watch every dance competition on TV. Yeah. <clears throat> I watch every show that's based around dance because I love it. Yes. I love seeing it. I think it's incredible. Yeah. 
you know, I'm engaged by it. Like I just love it. Yes. And, um, but it's also, I love it because it's not something I'm great at. Oh, absolutely. I used to, I used to be a dancer <clears throat> when I was younger. I've spent years in lessons. Um, as I got older, I got to work with dancers and choreographers. Um, I'm told I have a good eye. Um, not the bod. I let that go. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, I, 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 seeing the beauty in it, seeing the perfect line, seeing the movement, um, huh. is seeing how to light it properly. Mm-hmm. Is one you know? So you have to be well, able which to is appreciate interesting too, that because you have a background in lighting. Well, I've 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 got some training. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Seeing like and and as a visual artist, like so, I'm a visual artist, but I'm also a visual artist that is intrigued with human beings. If you want to talk to somebody about how to light a dancer, Patrick. Oh, Patrick Matheson. Yeah. Yes, because he did it for years. He was the light designer for a dance company. Yeah. And that's who I learned from. Mm-hmm. Just to, just in conversations and working with him a bit. And I love people's bodies. Right? And that's what you're lighting. Yeah. So you can see the movements. I'm constantly, constantly intrigued by people's bodies. Like, I love it. I love watching the way people move. I love the way they gesture. Right. I love the way people's hair falls. Right. And, like, part of it for me is that I, I, um, I really love sculpture. Right. And I love the dimensionality of it. Right. And it's part of why I like fashion. Okay. Because, like... I heard a fashion designer say when I was pretty young, clothing is sculpture built on the armature of a human being. That's brilliant. And I I was in. Yeah. I was in right, right there. I was yeah. just like, yes. Right. You know, it was like that they're like thinking of the human body as an armature. Right. For this sculpture. Right. That is clothing, that is hair, that is right. makeup. Like I love it. Yes. I love it. But anyone that looks at me, right. I wear a t shirt and jeans. Every day of my life. It's true. Like, and I have a, a really, I don't know. It's not a healthy relationship with clothing. I just, I don't, obviously I'm not the armature they're building for. But ask me to dress you one day. Right. Well, that's it. I can, I can look at people and go, yeah, these people will be that's easy it. to dress. That's it. Yeah. And it's because I am always looking at people. I don't do that to myself. Right. And there's like, we can get into yeah, the whole self-esteem issues and all that kettle of fish. Right. However, yes. if I've ever looked at you, I have found you beautiful. Right. That is a statement of fact. Right. Because there's something beautiful that I see in everyone. Absolutely. You know, and, I, and like, and yeah, I love it. I just love it. And that's why I love movement-based stuff. Yeah. I also really love hair design. Right. Would I deem to cut your hair ever? Right. The fuck no. <laughs> I wouldn't touch it because I really understand yes. the commitment and the focus and the art of that. Right. Right now, you may be able to give somebody a haircut. Right. But you're not my friend Elizabeth. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where yeah. Elizabeth is, you're walking out of there with something that is stunning. Right. You know? Yes. And subtle. Right. You don't, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, um... Because anyone can shape a mohawk into somebody's head. Yeah, but to be able to take somebody's hair and then make it fit them, yeah, but be different and new—that's a—that's a skill. That's an art. It's a skill. It is. I mean, that's why I am deeply in love with fashion design. Yeah. If I had, if I could go back to school, 
and refocus my life. Right. Whenever someone asks me that, they're like, if you weren't doing this, what would you do? Right. Fashion design. Fashion design. Love it. Yeah, that's it. I just See, I've it. always loved working with the costumers. Uh, yeah. Right? And and when I say working with, usually sitting in a room asking them what they're doing, watching what they're doing. I will be vastly, vastly the most annoying person in the room. Yes. Because I'm so intrigued. Right. And I just dive in. Yeah. I just dive in. And like, I do this thing sometimes where I will make people believe that I'm incompetent. Right. Because I ask so many questions mm -hmm. that they're like, this guy has no fucking idea. It's, it's how you it's how you learn. Yeah, you know, it's well, not that I, I don't have any idea. Right. It's that I want to know what you're doing. Yes. Right? Because I'll ask you a question, like a deep question, because I like your work. Right. Does that mean that I think your work is better than mine? Not necessarily no. so. But I I believe that everyone in the world has something they can teach me. Absolutely. You know? And how I find out what you can teach me is I ask you. Exactly. It doesn't mean I'm incompetent. No. It doesn't mean I can't do a thing. Right. It means that I'm genuinely intrigued and curious yes about who you are and what you're doing really well yeah because you are doing something really well you are doing something beautiful and you're doing something beyond what i can do for now and i want to know and yeah i want to know because i want to be the most well-rounded person i can be exactly and i do that by sponging well yeah and i'm, right? I'm interested in people and people are interested in what they do so I get interested in what people do. Oh, my God. You, yes. talk, you want to meet somebody, you want to talk to them, ask them about what they love to do. Yeah. And you're going to learn a ton. Yeah. And you know Like what it else? or not. Sometimes you don't even know what you love to do. Exactly. And you need to be asked that question because you need to figure that out. Right. Somebody asked me one time what I was going to do when I retired. And I was like, retire from what? Right. Right. I was like, you realize that I do now. Yes. The things that people retire and do. Yes. People are like, I'm going to retire and then I'm going to learn how to paint. Right. It's like, you don't retire from painting. No, no. You know, you retire from like work. Right. You retire from an office job, yeah. something that, yeah. You know, the only thing. And then thing, you go learn to paint. The only thing that I would retire from is charging people. I would retire from having a set schedule on other people's terms. Yeah, like uh, the only way that I would retire if I finally one day had enough money that I didn't have to charge people. Right. If I, yeah. If I had enough so that I could just survive. Yeah. If I win the lottery. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Then I'll retire. Right. But that just means I won't charge you for what I'm doing. Right. right? But like, I, yeah. Right now I'm in a situation where I have to charge people. Yep. Because Me, I got to yep. pay my bills. Exactly. Yeah. We all have bills. We all have bills, man. Yeah. And sometimes we're lucky enough to choose how we pay them. Exactly. Yeah. That's all. I love how they think the artist's life can be easy. It's different, is what I'll say. Because you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from. You're you know just what? trying to figure out where your next paycheck comes That's from. That's the grass is always greener scenario. Yes. And, I, we, you know, so I play both yeah. I play both yards. I'm a part-time yeah. job, so I know some's coming in yeah. and do art. So maybe others will. I honestly feel like this is debatable. Right. But I think sometimes we do the best art when we have a part-time job. Because I think, like, when you have a means of making money, right, it allows your art to be more free. It does. It also gives you a little more freedom, um, yeah, financially. But it also, for me, with with comedy or writing, I can't write about the world and being in it if I'm not. Yeah. Right. It gives me Absolutely. experiences. It gives me stuff to Absolutely. joke about. I yeah. think, like, um, one of the things I always say to people where they're like you love what you do. And I'm like, you're making the mistake 
thinking, like you're saying, I, I love what I do. Right. What I did was take something I loved and turn it into a job. Yes. There's a difference. There is. And I've done that with a lot of things and I've regretted some of them, yeah. but I haven't regretted it overall. I don't, yeah, I don't regret what I do. No. But don't mistake right, that, that is, what I'm doing right now is work. Yeah, it absolutely right? is. And it's work because I'm doing what you're asking me to do. Yes. Not what I want to do. Yes. I and mean, that maybe that's retirement. You finally get to do what you want. Well, the only way you get to do what you want is when you're financially, is if you're financially free enough to do it. Exactly. You so know? I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> buy me one. Okay. <laughs> and that's uh, kind of it for today. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dan. Thank you. Yes. I, I like uh, your mural. I can't wait till you're done. You know what? I have to deal with the travesty of this thing, but I'll get there. Absolutely. Until next time. Until next time. See ya. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others. This was a Brain Freeze podcast.